0: You're live with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got a fantastic show for you today. We'll be talking all about all sorts of uh, techie things, the internet of things, you know, the connected home, where's that uh, headed? We'll also be uh, looking at some cool new streaming devices so you can get your uh, Netflix and, and show me's of the world uh, and also cord cutting. In studio, we've got a special guest today. Uh, Ted Christonis, he's uh, you know a regular contributor on the show from Toronto, but uh, thankfully we have him in sunny Vancouver. Thanks for joining us, Ted. Uh, thanks a lot for having me, guys.
1: Couldn't couldn't have picked a better week to come to Vancouver. Well, the weather
2: followed
0: me. That's what it
1: was.
2: <laughs> did, did did it? <laughs> it, it yeah, because it was warmer back home. Yes. And then and then it started
0: snowing after I left. Yeah, perfect. And it got sunny over here. So
3: yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm I, going with that. I always laugh at uh, my Toronto friends. You know, December little a bit of early January, it's like beautiful there and sunny. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's like Vancouver now. Yeah. Winter's over. And then, you know, March hits and
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very time. unpredictable. March and April, very yep. unpredictable. Yeah.
0: So, Ted, uh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I want to talk about cord cutting. This is, uh, you know, a, uh, an ongoing story. Uh, I think, uh, you know, there's a few stories out this week with some interesting uh, statistics. And again, cord cutting uh, essentially means uh, people cutting their cable. They're uh, not wanting cable TV anymore. They're relying on things like Show Me, Crave, Netflix, and uh, some new numbers uh, out uh, this week uh, says that that has been increasing. One hundred ninety thousand Canadians ended their ties with cable TV in twenty fifteen. Crazy.
2: Yeah, but not surprising. No, I mean you know given the prices and given the fact that. It's like it's amazing, right? Cuz it's 500 channels but there's nothing to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, un- unless you're into the Kardashians or, or or that kind of nonsense. Um I mean, it it's just it's kind of interesting. I and I think it's also indicative of the fact that we're just in a non-demand culture now.
1: But but one so. thing you guys got to remember, these stats don't talk about the cord nevers. And these are people who are like say in university who who are living in a dorm and they they get all their content on their laptop. Yeah. Now they're buying homes. Uh, probably not in Vancouver though, but they 're buying <laughs> homes, and they 're not getting cable subscriptions no so, so they're, they're are they 're paying their taxes, but they 're not getting a traditional cable subscription, and that 's one thing that that 's the other side of this whole coin about the cord cutting is the cord nevers and i'm i'm a perfect example of that as well you don't have cable never did i've never paid for you've cable. never had cable never never paid one bill for a cable subscription you're like a weirdo but i've done it i've done the high tech way you know i have the over the air hd antennas yeah, yeah to get the yeah. local programming yeah I but that a, doesn't work for everybody no it, it doesn't you have to uh, be in the be right area a certain area there's a website called tvfool.com yeah. you can enter your address and it will tell you what channels you can get based on that address and where you should point that uh that antenna to get those channels.
0: So Ted, you know, looking at the numbers, 190,000 people sounds like a lot. It is. But at the same time, there's still 11 million homes in Canada that have cable. Yeah. So it's not going to go away anytime soon. No,
2: it's not going to be a sudden, uh, exodus. Uh, but I mean the number, but that number is going to go up yeah. next year. And then it'll go up again the year after that. So I, at this point, I think it's, it, it's already, it's confirmed which direction it's going to go in now. Um, and, the cable companies, I mean, the skinny basic thing has been a disaster so far. So, you know, because it was supposed to be $25 Did, for... Didn't
0: you find that weird, though? Like, when I heard the CRTC mandated that, I thought, uh, why? <laughs> like, what problem are you solving?
2: Well, the idea was because people... I guess people wanted basic cable, Yes. right? They wanted a basic cable package that, the, there was, a re, that was reasonably priced, uh, and 25 bucks seemed like a good deal. And it is, except for the fact that the cable providers have found every which way to disin- disincentivize people. Yeah, you want a step-top
1: box? Oh, you're going to have to rent that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. $6. like $6. Te- you know, but. tell
2: us saying, okay, you want the, you want the, the skinny basic package? It's a $100 activation fee. Yeah. Which, by the way, we don't charge for any other plan that yeah. we offer. So, again, the CRTC, I guess, didn't think this through properly because naturally... <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, like, I mean... <laughs> Come on, guys.
0: Like, you didn't think they would find some other way? Okay, so here's the thing now. Uh, Cable, people are cutting the cords to cable because they think they're saving money uh, by going to, like, a Show Me or a Netflix. But do you think they're actually going to save money in the long run? Really? Because as less and less people get cable, the cable companies or providers still have to make money. Aren't our internet bills going to go up? Which well, my, you, which mine has? Yeah, mine yeah, has. The, the,
2: absolutely. The internet bills, the internet internet bills are already high. Yes, and they are going to go up because naturally, like we again, the, this is predictable behavior, right? Like you know that there's, the prices are going to go up somewhere else. Yes, when user the user base goes down somewhere else, right? So home phone, they were losing customers there, and sure enough, we saw what was going on with cell phone bills, right? Yeah. So. I don't think there's a surprise there, I think that it's going to be the same thing. I think with the internet they're going to try and charge as much as they possibly can the 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 gigabit speed that Rogers offers now in select areas uh, i don't I don't think it's out here yet, but Not yet yeah that's that's 150 bucks a hundred and fifty bucks
1: and that's that's the stream four k yes, and that's why they they came yes. out, especially with the blue Jays doing so well last year, yeah, and now look at. There's no Canadian teams going into the NHL playoffs this year. So they're all Blue Jays right That's now. right.
2: That's right. They're not streaming. I don't think they're streaming any NHL games no. because of that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah. So, so, you know, it's interesting if you look at the landscape here in Canada. Uh, you know, the big guys like the Shaw and the Rogers and the Bells, they've been buying all the broadcasters, all the content. So all vertically integrated. Broadcasters, yes. So. yes. And, and the reason why is because I, they can obviously see that day is coming when cable TV might not be as big anymore and people will be getting apps to do it you know with the sports net now that now Rogers news because Ted, yeah. you
1: know like a lot of people stick to their cable subscription to watch live sports, sports yeah now that you can get that almost in a Netflix like kind of service online without having a traditional cable that's very disruptive
2: absolutely I expect TSN to do the same thing I, I think it's only a matter of time and yeah and to your point Mike earlier where you said are are they really saving money um when you when you actually add up all these streaming services, you could argue that they're not saving as much. I mean, HBO, when eventually it gets here as its own streaming service will be 20 bucks a month probably, yeah. if not more. So when you add all these things up that everybody wants, assuming that they want all these things, then yeah, it, it adds up. But at the same time, they're getting content they want and they're getting it on demand. And
1: Netflix, we all know the prices are just about to go up. Anybody that was on that grandfather price yeah. – yeah, you're going to start paying more. An extra two bucks a month now. Yeah. E- exactly. And uh, I don't see people protesting on the streets about still, that. Because it's still like 10 bucks. I
0: know. Right?
2: Yeah. It's, 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 it's a good deal cheap. still, right? It is. So,
0: yeah. That's kind of like two movie rentals from the old days. Okay, yeah. but
1: okay, let's say this, okay? Like, you know, you're paying. How much do you pay, Mike, for a cable right now?
0: <sighs> my my cable, internet, and phone bill? Well, see, it's all bundled. So it's all bundled. Time. I'm it's still part... paying the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, I've got less channels now. Like, I've been killing the channel packages. Yeah. I'm still paying. I think I'm paying more now because I I have like five people in my house. And so I had to get a higher speed internet. My internet alone is like 90 bucks a month. Wow. And so overall, I'm still paying like
1: 180 bucks a month. But imagine you're you're a fan of TV shows and movies. So you get Netflix and that's what, 10 bucks a month now. Yeah. yeah. And you also like sports. So you get the Sportsnet uh, app. That's what, a 20 something? 25, I think. 25 25 bucks a month, yeah. So there's $35 right there just to watch sports, TV, and movies. Yes. and you haven't even got an HBO on there. No, so So
0: you okay? So you got Netflix, uh, the ten dollar a month. It doesn't have everything. Yes, you'll still probably want another service like a Show Me Mm -hmm. that has a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So my point is, once you start adding up all these different streaming services, you're getting up into the cable TV (laughs) pricing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it
2: adds up for sure, for sure, and that's why piracy is not going to go away. Uh, and and other other platforms like Cody, for example, where you know you can you can pretty much get anything.
1: I love uh, it. By the way, I yeah, use it all the time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Might, I, I might mean, use it tonight to watch the Manny Pacquiao fight. <laughs> 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 but Cody's uh, another one of those ways to um, yeah. Like you're right in, in terms of piracy. Is it? It's so gray though. It is so, gray. It, it, it is, is so gray. gray. Yeah, The
2: streaming is the streaming. The streaming is yeah because you're not actually downloading anything. It's so already
1: it's, on the internet. You're just kind of yeah. Bringing it to your
2: television.
0: You keep justifying it that way, guys.
1: (laughs) We're going to have to take a break. uh, And when we come
0: back, we'll uh, talk about some devices that help cord cutters. Uh, TVs and uh, little streaming sticks that uh, you can get apps to watch your favorite uh, shows and programs. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy here in studio. And in studio today, we've got uh, our special guest friend Ted Christonis from Toronto. Tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, publications you write for. Sure.
2: Yeah. So I'm freelance. uh, Globe and Mail, uh, Mobile Syrup, Wi-Fi, Hi-Fi, What's Your Tech, Digital Trends, a whole bunch of others. Just
1: everywhere, aren't you? I try to be. Now you're here in Vancouver. Oh my God! I feel like a lazy (laughs) tech
2: man here. Uh, I'm
1: just,
0: I'm just doing this TV and radio gig. Well, on the line right now, we've uh, got uh, our friend uh, from over at uh, Roku. They're the uh, folks that make the uh, the streaming Roku devices. Uh, His name is Lloyd Clark. Thanks uh, for joining us today, Lloyd. My
3: pleasure. Good morning, everybody.
0: So uh, we were excited to get you on. Uh, In our last segment, we were talking about uh, cord cutters, uh, people that uh, uh, are getting more and more of their content uh, online. And obviously, you guys are... uh, I guess, ideally suited for, for that uh, entire demographic. And you've just come out with uh, the new, uh, a new Roku uh, streaming stick.
3: It's a fantastic product. It's a, it's a very, very small device that you can plug directly to your television, hide it behind your television for all those people who have flat screens hanging on the wall. This is great for that. And then it gives you access to over 2,000 channels. It's really simple to use, and it's, a, it's just a powerful product.
0: So for listeners out there that haven't gone down this, this road yet, you know, can you tell them you know, what kind of steps are involved in actually getting this thing set up? You know, what kind of knowledge level do they have to have?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. It used to be something that customers were a little bit scared of in the beginning. But once they've seen Roku time after time again come out with products that are so easy to set up, literally, you plug this into your television... You connect it to your Wi-Fi. So like anything else in your home that's connected to Wi-Fi, you have to enter in your password for your Wi-Fi. Um, and that's really about it. Then you start streaming. It's, it's so simple to use. It's one of those products that I've always felt comfortable in giving to friends and family because I know they'll be able to set it up. And the way the on-screen interface is designed, it's so easy to get to the content you want to watch. Uh, so whether it's my 6-year-old, my 16-year-old, my... 80-year-old father, everyone can use this product.
1: Lloyd, uh, a lot of people that I know that use the Roku, and it's something that we recommend when people call in on this show because it's so easy to use, but a lot of people use it just for Netflix, but you mentioned there's 2,000 channels. What other kind of channels are on that are available on the Roku streaming stick?
3: It's everything you can imagine. There are some big names that you know of, of course, like Netflix. Uh, you've certainly heard of Cinema Now. You've heard of NHL, I, I would hope uh there 's crackle, which is great for uh, some independent shows there 's uh n f b if you if you like the national film board there 's popcorn Flicks for some more independence uh if you 've ever heard of gopro gopro's got its own channel with some amazing footage of People doing some crazy things with their GoPro cameras, uh, YouTube, uh, music, uh, uh, Deezer, Spotify, Vivo, you know, the, the big names can go on and on and on. And then there's a lot of special interest, too. Like, uh, I've found a lot of great barbecue channels. If you like barbecue, there's a great channel called Barbecue Pit Lords that there's a couple <laughs> guys there that know exactly what they're doing. If you like fitness, there's yoga channels. If you like travel, there's there's... There's something for everyone to watch on this.
0: And a lot of these channels uh, offer up free content.
3: Exactly right. So over two-thirds of the channels available through Roku are entirely free. Uh, there are some channels, uh, you know, like Netflix, that will have some sort of charge, whether it's a monthly service or like CinemaNow If you want to rent a movie, there'll be an individual uh, price. But the vast majority have no charge whatsoever. And Roku doesn't charge anything. We charge you for the price of the product, but there's no other fees from Roku.
0: And uh, and how are you guys at getting uh, Canadian-based channels uh, up there, like the Show Me's and, and Craves, and I think even the the new Sportsnet Now channel?
3: It can, you know, we continue to add more and more channels all the time. Uh, the full list is always available on our website. Uh, on a regular week, we'll add between five and ten new channels to our platform. So uh, our team is very, very active in working with, you know, you name any service, we're talking to them, I'm sure.
0: And, uh, you know... From what I understand as well, uh, you guys are integrating your whole Roku platform into uh, actual televisions
3: now as well. That's a great point. So Roku really is more of an operating system that you can get a number of different ways. The, the biggest way right now is through our retail players like this new Roku streaming stick. Uh, but a very big and growing business is our operating system now available on televisions themselves. So in Canada, it's available both on Insignia and Sharp brand televisions, available at Best Buy. And when you turn on that television, it's like turning on a Roku. Roku really is the television. We're driving the entire simplicity of the television, whether it's uh, using it to get to, maybe you've attached something else to your television, like a, uh, a VHR or something like that. So it's amazing. It's so simple to use, uh, not just for streaming, but for the entire television.
1: Lloyd, a lot of people out there you know, may already <clears throat> have a television, but you have different models of, of Roku. Of course, you have the new streaming stick, but you also have like the Roku 3. How, how do consumers pick which one's right for them? It
3: really depends on the situation of your television and what you're trying to accomplish. So we've tried to create the lineup so it's very easy to make a decision. For example, the Roku streaming stick. Really good for two things. One is those flat panels that are hanging on the wall. It hides neatly behind it. Uh, also good for someone who wants to travel or move around. It's so small that you can take it to hotels, you can take it to the cottage. Uh, it's great for that kind of uh, application. Other products in the line are for great for other uh, situations. So let's say you've got an old television that has those old RCA connectors and you know, those uh, red, yellow, white ones. Uh, we've got a product specific for that that you can even Roku to something like that. Now, there's the top of our line which has all the features built in. Roku 3, at 109 Canadian, offers a fantastic, fast experience with a remote that does a lot of things, including voice search, so you can talk into your remote and find the the show that you want to watch. You can also use the remote for something we call private listening. And get this, are you in a house that has more than one person? Yep. Do you ever have that time when you want to watch something, but the other person doesn't want to watch something?
0: Yeah, I call that not getting my way.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can get your way. You plug in a set of headphones into your remote control, and the audio immediately goes to your remote, and you can watch it without disturbing other people.
0: Where can people find out more information about uh, the new Roku stick and the uh, the other Roku devices?
3: Obviously, Roku.com is a great place to go. Uh, A lot of our retailers, their websites will have information, and, of course, their stores. So uh, Amazon, Best Buy, London Drugs, Uh, Walmart, Staples, it's available pretty much anywhere you're buying consumer electronics in Canada.
0: Well Lloyd I want to thank you so much for coming on the show
3: Uh, always a pleasure. Hey I appreciate the opportunity thanks very much. That was Lloyd uh, Clark
0: of uh, Roku Uh, great little sticks Uh, I love those things uh, for simply I mean it's so simple to hook them up to any TV that has HDMI in it.
1: And we're giving one away so if you want to check out this new Roku streaming stick just came out it's smaller sleeker it's eight times more powerful than its predecessor you just got to go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter and win. You've been thinking about connecting your home, getting some of these uh,
0: new connected home devices. Which ones do you choose? Are there different standards? Well, we'll uh, wade through some of that when we come back from the break. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got a special guest uh, co hosting with us today, Ted Christonos. Uh, celebrated uh, tech author and uh, journalist. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. So is there a war brewing in your home? Not with your family, but with your connected devices. We're seeing more and more of this now with uh, connected lighting, uh, connected cameras inside the the house, uh, automatic door locks. Thermostats. uh, Thermostats. The challenge is, there are different standards, and uh, this is something uh, becoming more and more uh, of an issue uh, as we see more of these uh, devices. An interesting story this week uh, about uh, a company called Revolve. This was an early connected home company that was bought by Nest a few years ago. Nest, which was bought by Google, bought by Google. So yes. Nest, you might be seeing some of their advertising. Uh, you know, especially if you go into like a Home Depot or something, there's like Nest things everywhere. These are these connected thermostats. They've got home monitoring cameras smoke detectors um anyway they had bought this company revolve back a few years ago and it was a connected home hub and they've decided this week uh just to kill it no one was using it as much anymore and by killing support for it it basically deactivated the entire system so if you had one of these things with some of the connected devices that were compatible with it they will not function anymore and so that's kind of a concern well, yeah, and it's and this is
2: probably not going to be the only time that something like this happens because there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of products out there that do these sorts of things. But um, as Andy, we were talking earlier, there's no centralization really yeah. for it. Uh, but, you know, you might have three connected home products that actually speak three different languages, so to speak.
1: And that that bugs me because what they're trying to do is they want to own it. They want to own the platform. They want to own that data. Yeah. So everyone's like, okay, we're going to create our own ecosystem. And then, say, the Samsung of the world go, we're going to create our own ecosystem. Belkin comes out, we're going to create our own ecosystem. D-Link comes out, we're going to create our own e- ecosystem. And apps for each one. And, and <laughs> each one has their own <laughs> <know>. apps. My <laughs> smartphone
0: and, has like five different apps so for the this different is what connected bugs things. Me.
1: They all assume that we're going to be so loyal that we're just going to buy Belkin products or just D-Link. And the thing is, we're not. We like to pick and choose what we want. But unfortunately, you now have an app just for your thermostat. You have another app for your light bulbs. You have another app for your door lock. Why can't we all just get along and make one centralized app where you can function all of this? But they just don't want to do that.
0: Well, the underlying protocols for a lot of these things, the things that make them all kind of work and connect, uh, are not, they're not using open standards. They
1: have to open the API. Yeah.
0: When I, uh, I, I got that August lock for my front door, yes. which I am just loving. Basically, I can walk up to my door and as long as I have my smartphone with me, it just knows I'm there and automatically unlocks. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But I had to choose between two different models. One that works with Apple's HomeKit and one that works with the Nest universe. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of stuck down one road. Yeah so and, think, and
2: and I think it's the choice will probably come down to that right I mean if the big guys like Apple and Google and even Microsoft might even get into this too uh it might come down to okay I'm an iPhone user or an iOS user I will probably have to go with products that speak homekit like, or like you know what, work with you homekit know what that
1: right? means that means your entire family has to you know take this one road or the other and you, yeah. and so it's like unfortunately Hi, little Jimmy. I know you love Android, but Mommy and Daddy use iPhones, so you're going to have to come onto our platform. Otherwise, nothing else will work. You're not going to be able to get to the, <laughs> the front or, door. Or, or Junior can't get in the house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what you are
0: telling us in the break, uh, the story, uh, and we talked about this uh, on our TV show as well, the connected uh, egg holder. Okay. So. Right? <sighs> For your fridge. You can put a dozen eggs in there, yes. and it's got Wi-Fi built into it to tell you uh, when you need more eggs and when they're going bad.
1: Yeah, so it's basically an egg tray, a smart egg tray. And you, when you come from the grocery store, you put your eggs into it. And then later on, you, know, you might be at the grocery store like, oh, do I need eggs? You can open up the app and it will show you a visual representation of that tray of eggs. So we, we had did this on uh, our television show. I thought it was cool. I eat a lot of eggs, so I took it home, tried to hook it up. Couldn't get it working went to the support page and contact it was using the wink platform and I'm like I can't get this working and I'm a pretty techy guy and she's like oh we discontinued that and we stopped supporting it and
0: I'm like So your whole world came to It was it was a crashing halt because you didn't know when your eggs were gone.
1: Exactly and now I have to buy extra eggs these days from Costco <laughs> so I know I always have eggs at home when I had this technology. It's kind of ridiculous. Are you listening are you listening to yourself? I right know now? it's yeah, kind okay. of ridiculous but If had I bought that, really bought that, I would be very upset because I buy this product and now they discontinued it. And I think that trend, especially with this news with Google Nest and Revolve, uh, that's going to happen again and again and again. Where they're going to be like, ah, you know, it's not really working, so we're just going to cancel it. And what about all the paying customers who purchased that?
2: Yeah, because I mean, in some cases there's subscriptions uh, that go with these, some of these products too, right? It's like some of those home cameras that we were talking about earlier uh, off air. Uh, I mean, have subscriptions that are yeah, attached like, to them like as well. Like
1: the Netgear uh, Arlo camera. Yeah,
2: the Arlo camera is one a good example of that. I mean, it's a great product, uh, but if that was if they were to discontinue support for that, I mean, it'd be really unfortunate. But it, it, I guess it is possible because if something might something else might come along. They might come up with a better product that actually uses a different protocol. So there's all these st- all these things that are going on under on un- under the surface like underlying protocols like you were mentioning yeah, earlier but, Mike. Yeah, but and most consumers and, have no idea. And they have no idea, right? And and that's the thing. Most most consumers are not invested yet in uh the internet of things as they call it or smart home. And so they haven't been burned this way. But if they were to get burned this way, I mean, it could it could have really Uh, uh, A really bad effect, I think.
1: You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember the early days of cell phones when they would all have their own different charger and connections? So you get a new phone, you had to get a new charger. And finally they said, okay, guys, we're going to do micro USB, okay? Except for Apple. Except Apple. Uh, well, Apple was, funny. Apple, Apple was part of that. They said, yeah, okay, we're going to do that. And then they come out with the, the new iPhone with the lightning connector. And they go, look at this, this Is reversible. Well, they had
2: the 30-pin first, yeah, right? Oh, the 30 Yeah, pin. the 30-pin first, and then they went to lightning uh, with the iPhone 5, but, yeah. But,
1: see, I think that kind of cooperation needs to happen with these these IoT, the Internet of Things devices, where they got to play fair ball. Imagine being in a house where you had different outlet, different plugs for all these different devices. Thankfully, you go buy an electronic device, you can plug it into the wall because of some kind of standards yes. where we're where yeah. met. Yeah. And I think that's what it needs to happen for these connected home devices to really take off. Because only the early adopters are buying them, and they're the ones that are, are getting uh, kind of... Um, out of luck if these products get discontinued. Yeah, but what
2: you're you're referring to, really, though, is a standardization of software, right? Because, I mean, the plugs are one thing, but that's a hardware component. But, I mean, it's really the software that has to be standardized, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, If you can get, at least, even if you get two competing standards, fine, because typically in tech, that's kind of what happens, right? It comes down to, like, two players. But if you can break it down so that you have... You, you make it a very simple choice, and, and these things are speaking the same language. It makes integration so much easier. It makes adoption easier. Yes. Which makes it, it business helps, sense, right? It
0: helps the industry overall. Yeah. like Doesn't that make business sense? Yeah, or am I, I crazy? You're I crazy, Ted. <laughs> well, <laughs> when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about Facebook, and uh, they're launching their live streaming, video streaming capability to all their users. But what's going to prevent people from using it for live streaming sex? We'll have the answers for you when we get back. You're back with Get Connected. We're broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network. Uh, if you can't get us on your radio, I guess you wouldn't be hearing us right now. Uh, but you can also get us online at cknw.com or through the fabulous Chorus Radio app as well. In studio, I've got uh, obviously my uh, co host, uh, Andy Brar, and our guest host uh, this week, Ted Christonos uh, from Toronto. Thanks again. Thanks for a lot, guys. In. Facebook, everyone uses it. 1.6 billion active users around the world. How many billions of photos are being uploaded every day? Too many. Too many. (laughs) Too many. Well, now they have a new feature uh, called live streaming. And uh, previously, this was only available to certain uh, Facebook users, uh, news organizations, celebrities, of course, because they're more important than all of us. Uh, but now it's being opened up to all users, and essentially it allows you to use your smartphone, like an iPhone, and uh, capture in real time video, uh, whatever you want. Kind of like Facebook's Periscope. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so you can live stream your uh, your birthday party or some maybe some news event going on. Uh, but some people obviously concern that bad things will be streamed on here, nudity, sexual content. Uh, almost certainly almost certainly. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh
2: almost certainly the bad stuff's going to be streamed. Uh I mean, we the internet is not a place for decency. Uh I think we we all can agree on that. Yes. Uh it brings out the worst in everybody. Every I, I mean, except every. Andy and I. Well, yeah, it uh, just of, course, the yeah best of course, us. present I. company excluded, of course. Um but yeah, it, it I don't know. I just think this is uh it's a bit of a minefield that they're opening up here, but at the same time, one could argue that yeah, the, people could be posting Photos that are uh, gratuitous, and those can be taken down pretty quickly. But the thing for me is, how long does it take for a video to be posted, or even a live stream to go up live before it's taken down? Yeah, Uh, you know, that's the big question. That's the that's the thing, right? Like, how quickly can they take stuff like that down?
0: Well, they they can't. Like, uh, you know, I read somewhere that they get a million uh, violation reports. I think it's daily. But even if it was weekly or monthly, that's a million of these complaints. There's no way they would have a support staff large enough to ever police that in a a quick fashion. They must be
1: using some type of algorithms to are. They are. And I I think
0: um, in this case, they would just have to obviously tweak that if someone reports uh, a violation that it just automatically gets blocked and then someone has to...
1: It kind of reminds me of Chat Roulette. You guys remember Chat Roulette? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And how yeah, bad yeah. that turned out. Yeah. Explain yeah. to
0: listeners what that was about.
1: So, Ch- Chat Roulette was this like, was it, a, was it an app? I can't no, remember. No,
2: it was, it, was, it was a site. It was a, it was a website. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you can explain. No, it no, no you, yeah, go but, ahead, Ted. You but should. basically, it, it was just, it would randomly uh, connect you with someone to video uh, chat. Dude. Yeah, to video chat. So you know, whoever had a webcam, you're you're signed up, and and it would just be random. And fortunately, it brought out the worst. Degenerated pretty quickly. Yeah, it yeah. brought out the worst in a lot of people, and there were some very egregious things uh, that were shown there. Because
1: a lot of people, so, they knew that hey, people are randomly going to come across this, so I'm going to show parts of my body that are. Yeah. I would not normally show to people, but because they're random, I'm just going to show it. Yeah. And so you would get these weird kind of videos coming up. There's but... a lot of flashing going on. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a
0: little bit different with Facebook because that particular website was a little more anonymous. And I don't think there was many as repercussions uh, for posting that kind of stuff or live streaming that kind of stuff. Because with Facebook, you've invested a lot of time and effort into building your profile. You know, I've got a few hundred friends. Uh, if I start all of a sudden live streaming, crazy stuff and yeah. get reported uh i could lose my facebook status yeah i think there and has to be a, there has
2: to be checks and balances right because we're talking about sex and we're talking about other gratuitous content but what if you're live streaming a concert what if you're live streaming something that sh- is supposed to be copyrighted restrict- material yeah a, a copyrighted material game. and then you know, yeah like a big, an nfl a big fight, football right? game like we got a big fight was it tonight tonight yeah. um yeah so i mean you're, you're streaming something that is copyright that should, it, you're not supposed to be broadcasting at all in any way so they have to shut those down too Right, people were periscoping the. I remember the Pacquiao and Mayweather fight. Right. I and mean, All yeah. kinds of people were periscoping that. Yeah. Right. So, and I don't. Were they even able to shut those down? I don't think so. It's whack a mole, right? To, yeah, like, like
0: how fast you know, as fast as you shut one down, there's like ten others that will exactly. pop up. Yeah.
1: So. That that being said, this uh, Facebook video, I think we're going to start streaming uh, the radio show now because we were doing that on Periscope for a long time. Yes. Uh, I think for us, it would be better to do it on Facebook because we have a larger audience. Yes, on on the Facebook platform, and there. they
0: also archive it. And they so, ar- yeah, with Periscope, you live stream and then it would archive it for a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which wasn't that's not appealing for me to go through all that effort to set up a you know a video streaming and just have it archived for a day doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah, so I think uh, you know, guys like us will use that, but other people and this is the whole topic, they're going to use it for inappropriate things and it's just bound but then
0: they'll get shut down quickly the question
1: is how long how fast and that's the thing that ted's been mentioning it's gonna happen but how long from the time it gets reported to the time it gets shut down on that stream
2: and for the moment uh, for the moment also because data buckets are pretty small so if someone's live streaming something out in the wild right where where they don't have wi-fi access they're probably not going to live stream something for very long because of the upload you know the upload you're just all that data that's being uploaded right uh, whereas if they were in a Wi-Fi environment at home, so that's why at home is kind of, you know, that's where... Some, that's where the things are going to Yeah, yeah, there. right? So where they don't care, then they can live stream all kinds of things. They're watching a fight they can or you know some kind of a sporting event, something, and then they can live stream it and not really care about that. So
0: I think the data part is going to be an interesting part of it too. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite apps. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here in the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Brar and our uh, special guest host today, Ted Christonos, uh, author, journalist uh, out, of, out of Toronto. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, boys. So I want to talk, uh, I guess, about apps here before we uh, hit the top of the uh, hour. Uh, Ted, one of, your, one of your apps, favorite apps.
2: Yeah, one uh, actually I think is really good, uh, especially with travel season uh, starting for a lot of us in Canada, is Tripomatic uh Tripomatic Tripomatic yeah I've heard of this Yeah it's really cool actually it's uh, so basically what it does is that you set a destination of where you're going and then it it lists all the different um sites that you can go to different places you can go to and then you can actually plan daily itineraries it's like almost like dragging and dropping uh locations into it and it, it you can tell it how much time you have in a day uh, you can use offline maps. Like it's a it's a very very it's a pretty deep app actually. Very very cool. It's very visual too. So you kind of know where you're going and what it looks like when you get there. So uh, it's free to download, uh, free to use.
1: And what platforms? iOS. And iOS Android? and Android. Yeah. Perfect.
0: That's very good. Tripomatic. Tripomatic. Very cool. Andy, what my are you- turn. I'm always worried about your apps. No, no, no. I got a good one. I got a good one. This is...
1: here. I judge apps because the typical person only uses about five apps on their phone even though they might have 20 plus. One that I use all the time, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this, Mobile Bandit. You ever heard of it? It's kind of like a a coupon app. What it does is... Oh, yes,
0: yes, yes. It tells you all
1: the, the different deals you have. So in it, they have featured you know kind of coupons or deals if you're going to go out for lunch say with your friends but they have another feature where it uses your gps location and it says the nearest so i'm just looking at it right now and it just gives me all these different deals for um different kind of like um restaurants or if you want to go for lunch and what it does is they'll have like certain amount of deals like we have six of these deals you can redeem it and you redeem it on the app you show it to the person when you're making your payment there's a little code that you have to give them so it's basically kind of like a virtual coupon but there's only so many that you have. So you can kind of uh, redeem one of them and then say they might give six a day. And so it's kind of cool. And you always get deals. Like you can have like buy a, buy a burger and get the other one free. So now you can t- take your friend out and say, hey, it's on me. But they don't know that you've been using the mobile bandit app to get that deal.
2: So just that, like when they, when they send you the code, yeah. do you have a limited time? Yes. In, in how Yes, there's a get, countdown uh, timer on it. Oh, me. I see, okay.
1: And so it has to be redeemed with that. So what they recommend is at the point of purchase, you show them, oh, I have a mobile bandit coupon, Right. and then you say redeem, and then you pre- present them with the code, and they have to punch it in before that time expires. So clearly you've saved the fortune with this I, app. I do. And so if I ever yeah. take you guys out for lunch, it's probably using a mobile bandit <laughs> coupon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a
0: great app. Like Even if you're just going out for lunch, just to... And you have a desti- destination already in mind just yes. to check to see if there's any coupons.
1: Exactly. And that's how I usually pick where I'm going to go for lunch these days. I'm like, oh, what's, what's some local deals around town? God.
0: See? So yeah. yeah. so, yeah, it's that a was good a, Okay. I, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm sorry. I take it all back.
0: <laughs> well, uh, looks like that's all the time we have left uh, for the show. I want to thank you so much, Ted, for uh, coming down. Where can people find you? Uh, f-
2: basically, I aggregate a lot of my content at ByTeddyK.com. by
0: well, that's all the time we do have left. I want to thank my co-host and uh, producer, Andy Barrar. We got mad on the controls this week. Thank you uh, for making everything go right. Uh, and also the rest of the Get Connected team uh, back at the office, Yolanda, Paul, uh, Sherry, and uh, Christina. This is uh, Mike and Andy logging off. We'll see you again next week.